Hey, 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 Diet Riders. Welcome back to the Diet Ride Podcast. I'm Alyssa Miller. I'm Brooke Miller. We're both We're, moms. Damn it. You took mine. <laughs> We're both dietitians. Both moms. Both live in Denver. Both from the Midwest. Both. You know what I feel like this is like on Friends what? where they're recording? Yeah, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, and, Rachel and Phoebe. I yes, took all your good together. words. You took yes. all the good words. You threw me off my balance. All right. All right. You guys know the drill. We're all the same things. We're both Millers. Not related, just redundant. You get it. You get it. You get it. Hello, you guys. Welcome to this episode. We are super excited to have Sam here. You guys probably already know her because she's incredible. She's on the gram, but she's amazing. She's from Nourish, Lift, Repeat. And Sam, I'd love for you to say hello and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, what you do, how you got here, all the fun things. Hello, hello. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited that we all got to connect and thank you for having me. I'm here. So tell you a little bit about myself. You're right. You can follow me on Instagram at Nourish Lift Repeat. So I am a dietitian as well and also from the Midwest. And um... so crazy, you guys. We just found out we like basically lived in the same town our whole life, which is nuts. <laughs> I never met. I never met. It's but so crazy. For, for me, like I teach women how to find food freedom and find the balance with um, exercise and find peace with their bodies um, through the intuitive eating practices. And what's really different about me is um, focusing on fitness as a part of mindfulness and intuitive uh, movement and joyful movement and focusing on doing those activities as a place from um feeling better in your body, feeling good, as opposed to focusing on that number on that scale and aesthetic goals. So um, the reason why I decided to do this is because for me, it was a very personal experience. And I know exactly what that's like, because I went through it. I was somebody that always worked out to lose weight, ran and ran and ran, restricted all uh, my food just to think I had to like fit into a certain runner body. That got old and I got tired of running, so I joined the CrossFit scene and thought I had to try all these diets and eat really restrictive and to look a certain way, right? Like I thought I had to do all the things to be that CrossFitter and have that body. Um, And I hit a brick wall. I was not seeing any progress in my uh, strength. I couldn't do anything. I felt like I was like nauseous and miserable every class. I was like, what is wrong with me and took a step back from all of this and just decided I needed to stop chasing weight loss. I need to stop trying to eat like a perfect person and learn that I need to listen to my body as the expert and not diet culture and that through that space on intuitive eating. Finally, it took me about like, I think it was like 10 years of time through all of this to find intuitive eating. And ever since then, it's just been amazing. And I finally feel good in my body and I help women to get to that point too in their journey. Um, so that's more about what I do and I I love it. I love just, that was an amazing intro. Like, wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was so good. You answered all my questions. That was such a relatable story. Like, I think Brooke and I talk a lot about fad diets that come into play, but you know, it's true for exercises too, right? Like we see these like fad group fitness type things that come in and out of vogue, right? Like jazzercise and spin class and step, or we were talking about before body pump and then CrossFit. Like there's so many things that come in and out of our life. And the permission to try out something new without having to be like perfect at it is such an amazing feeling. Like that's where I'm at now, but it took me a while too. Like I'm with you. Like I was going through all these things being like, I love spin class, but I don't look like a spin instructor and I probably never will, but I love it and I can focus more on that. So I think this is a really important topic to talk about. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I did a post, uh, I think a week ago about how I felt too fat to be a yoga instructor and how I literally didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't become a yoga instructor, even though I'm good at it, even though I love it. I just felt like I'm not tall enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not the best yoga. Like there's people that are better than me. And I just totally let imposter syndrome get to me and my like self-consciousness get to me. And now like, I'm not going to allow myself to do that anymore. But I think that intuitive eating plays into intuitive exercise and movement and joyful movement so much. And I think a lot of us just focus on the gentle nutrition part and we don't focus enough on the joyful movement part. And so that's why we wanted to bring you on. We wanted to talk about um, how intuitive eating and exercise can go hand in hand. And also Alyssa and I did an episode a while ago all about how you can still push yourself lovingly with your workouts and running and strength and how you're still allowed to exercise and want to get stronger. Um, And we talked a lot about that, but I think that you're the perfect person to dive deeper into that and how um, you can use exercise in an intuitive way, but also how you can challenge yourself. Um, I know we have a lot of listeners who are CrossFitters and they're doing really high intense workouts that Alyssa and I are not doing on a daily basis. And so we would absolutely love to have you talk about it since you are lifting a little heavier than we are. Brooke, you don't know what I do over here on oh, the other side yeah. of the screen. She I'm lifting two, so heavy. <laughs> I lift my four and a half year old all day. Have you heard yes. of piggyback rides? Those are the hardest yeah. workouts you've ever seen. <laughs> Up and down those stairs. Ugh, man. Anyways, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So with your clients that you work with, do you find that this is something people struggle with, this mentality of like wanting to be an intuitive eater and also wanting to be like a work outer? <laughs> a work outer? A work outer? Oh my God. Is that how you identify? <laughs> it's like you go into the space, right? Like people might have these different ideas of what CrossFit means and what it looks like. And, you know, maybe I want to look like this person. What does she do? Oh, she does CrossFit. So like, it's like, just like me, when I went into this, I thought I was going to like come out with like the six pack abs, like, you know, do all the things. And like, honestly, I'm, I wasn't, I was like a runner. I couldn't even like do a push up. So like coming into this space and having these really high expectations of myself, it was just more so like this diet culture mentality that society's expectation of what I should look like and how I should fit in into this community. And uh, my surprise too is that in the gym I joined, it was a very diverse community. There were people with um, different backgrounds, different ages, bodies of all shapes and sizes, like, and a very supportive community. So that to me really drew me in and thought, you know, kind of challenge that belief I had going in that I wouldn't have to look this certain way. So that was, really was great. And then um, through this, it was just letting myself kind of get that expectation out of my head and just 
focus in on like, you don't need to eat like nothing you should eat before you work out. Intermittent fasting doesn't work for exercise. You keto doesn't work for exercise like this. You need carbs, especially in like a high intensity uh, training like this. You actually need to eat a lot more than you're thinking you need to eat. So um, just kind of continuously challenging my beliefs and my mindset around CrossFit, like through everything that I kind of went through. Um, and even still see today, because, you know, there's other gyms in the area, too, that like promote their nutrition programs and things and their weight loss challenges and stuff like that. And then at my gym, where I also do coaching, too, for like our members, and they come to me like, ready to change their body, change their like everything. And then to their surprise, it's like, wait, you're not going to give me a weight loss plan? Wait, you're not going <laughs> to like, you're not going to tell me to, you know, lose this amount of pounds, you're not gonna make me step on a scale or, or measure me do a before and after photo. And then to their surprise, it's like, this is, this doesn't have to be like that. This can be an empowering like experience for you. This can be something that how you can feel good. And that's what I, now I want to change that. And then in the scene of CrossFit and an mm -hmm. exercise is just, you don't have to step on a scale. You don't need a before and after photo. You need a coach yeah. yelling at you and telling you like, don't eat sugar. Sugar is bad. And try this like pill and this cleanse and do all those things like that is, that's not real. That's not going to get your results. And this is what's going to work for you, make you feel good and like actually get you feeling stronger. Cause I know it's to be true. I help clients do that. That's what I did too. And it's just like stripping away that association with CrossFit and, and, and even any exercise and diet culture, like they're, so meshed in together that it's it's just so crazy yeah it's mm -hmm. that idea out there that we need to eat less work out more and like you're saying yeah. hey the science actually doesn't support that that's accurate for anything like we actually need yeah. to eat more if we're going to exercise more like mm -hmm. because exercise is energy we are putting energy into the world we are exerting energy so of course we need to then fuel our bodies with more energy. Like that just makes logical sense. And I loved what you said earlier. I mean, I don't love that it happened to you, but I loved how you acknowledged it, that you were getting to a point where you couldn't do the workouts because you weren't maybe nourishing yourself enough. And I think that's a really important tactic that people forget. And I myself forget, I forgot, forgot guys, my Midwest maybe is coming out, mm -hmm. um, is you get in this mindset and diet culture speaks to you and you're like, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. I remember right before my wedding, I was eating way less and running. So I used to run three miles a day, just like this is my average, normal, every day. Then right before my wedding, I was like, I'm going to run three miles in the morning, three miles in the afternoon, but I wasn't changing how I was eating. And so I was dying on my run and I would get so upset at myself and be like, why can't I do this? I should be able to do this what? You are eating the same number of calories or the same energy and trying to exert your energy way more, like double basically what I was doing. It just, it doesn't make logical sense, right? So like uncoupling the idea of even burning calories or what we eat has anything to do with what we can put out, right? Like it shouldn't be an inverse reaction. Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but basically what I was trying to get at is one of your posts that really spoke to me, and I know it spoke to a lot of people, is the idea of exercise isn't about burning calories. It's about mm -hmm. feeling good. Like, let's yes. put the whole focus back on us internally and say, okay, but how does this make me feel? And what, mm -hmm. what do you recommend maybe for someone who's just listening being like, this is blowing my mind. I haven't thought of exercise this way. What um, kind of things do you recommend they get started with to find something that makes them feel good? Yeah, definitely. I, I, that is like the biggest shift and eye-opening experience because 
you stop to do things because it burns a thousand calories. You stop feeling guilty because maybe that workout, you didn't burn sweat or maybe you didn't feel sore and you feel like a failure because you didn't try hard enough and just gets rid of all of that negative, you know, doubt and um, guilt around exercising your body. And instead you think about what do I really want to do? What do I really like to do? Maybe it's not this, maybe it's something different. And that could just literally be leaving your fitness tracker at home. This could be trying a different, you know, routine or program that you always were interested in doing or experimenting and trying different things and, and seeing what works best with you and, and just listening to your body and like how you feel about going to that class because you're not going to be dreading it anymore because it's something you actually enjoy doing. So think of like all the people around New Year's, you know, with the New Year's resolution where they're like, I'm going to lose weight. And they're like, dreading going to the gym and working out because they're doing it to lose weight. And that's not something that they're going to keep doing forever because they're going to keep feeling bad and bad and bad and all the guilt and, and like shame for like my body, I'm not losing enough weight. I'm not doing enough. And it's like, okay, that's, you shouldn't, you shouldn't force yourself to just something you don't want to do. What do you want to do? And then if it makes you feel good, like I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, if walking right now sounds really good to you, then walk. If yoga, mm -hmm. stretching, walking your dog, gardening, doing nothing makes you feel good, do that. Like you don't have mm -hmm. to do all of these things every single day. And, and that's, that's really the, the big shift right there is allowing yourself to do what makes you happy. Yeah. And I think like, that's a great point about the mindset shift that happens is when we are so told by diet culture, you have to work out, you have to work out, you have to work out. Like it, it immediately makes us as human beings, because this is who we are innately, push back and go, no, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. And so then you're creating this like me versus working out scenario versus saying, okay, how can I take that off the table, take the pressure completely off the table, make exercise honestly very neutral in my mind. So that way I'm not approaching it with it being a punishment or something someone else is telling me I have to do, but it almost takes all the guilt and shame out of there and all the pressure that you can then make decisions where you're like, oh, I can choose whatever I want to do. I don't have to do this, like you said, a thousand calorie um, workout. You saying that reminded me that I used to do those like on Pinterest. There'd be like a thousand calorie workout. I was working out all day. I couldn't do it in one sitting. So I literally was like, I'll just start it in the morning and just have it done by the by nighttime. So like every 40 minutes, I was doing another little round of working out. That was miserable. <laughs> what was I doing? Yeah. All to burn what? A thousand calories for someone on Pinterest who is not me and not living in my body. It's not even an accurate representation of calories. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I used to do that. But it like brings back these triggering memories of like, I can't believe that I used to feel that much pressure to burn X number of calories in a day. It's it's crazy, but taking away that pressure, and this is the same thing we find with food, right? Like when you stop feeling like you have to eat something or you can't eat this, and you give yourself unconditional permission to enjoy food again, to choose what you wanna eat that makes you feel good, it's the same idea with exercise, right? Like give yourself unconditional permission to take a risk, do something silly, go out of your way to try a new class or exercise with a friend or stay at home and do nothing like you said and give yourself that permission because it takes away all the like feelings of guilt and shame and have tos, you know? Yeah, I think a big thing that you said, so I didn't used to do that, but I used to, um, what I ate that day would dictate what I would do for an exercise that night. So if I had ice cream that day or had a dessert or had too many carbs that day, then I would have to do a high intensity like cycling workout 
versus yoga. And I would actually let, you know, my diet that day dictate what I exercised in. And once you really unlearn that, you know, you have to eat less and exercise more and you have to burn off everything that you eat in a day, once you get past that mindset, mindset shift, you start to realize like today I might be in the mood for cycling, but to, to today I might be in the mood for yoga. Like you don't really know until you're in the moment and you probably are going to have seasons in life where you are craving more yoga and you might have seasons of your life where you're craving more high intensity workouts and that's fine. But the issue is, you know, you, I think these are some questions that we can have our listeners ask themselves. Like, are you um, tracking your workouts obsessively? Are you counting all of your steps? Are you um, trying to meet a number of steps or meet a number of calories burned in order to burn off what you ate that day? Are you feeling guilt or shame about missing a workout? And if you're saying yes to any of these things, then that's a sign that you need to reevaluate your relationship with food and exercise. And you want to get to the point where like you're saying, Sam, it's, it's you're listening to your body. You're doing what you love. You're still challenging yourself and getting stronger and you're still getting all the benefits of exercise because there are so many benefits. We all should be moving in a way that we love most days. Um, but yeah, I love what you said there. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about some things that you recommend to eat before and after workout. So just maybe some quick tips that you can give people, um, kind of even maybe depending on if they're doing a high intensity workout or like a low endurance, like a low endurance, long-term workout, you can kind of touch on just some nutrition tips, general tips or snacks that you like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for a like maybe 60 minute class where you're strength training or maybe doing like a CrossFit style or hit or boot camp where you're lifting some weights and doing some like cardio, I would recommend having some carbs beforehand and maybe a little bit of like protein. So I would like to say it just depends on how early the class is. I know we have some like early risers that are really regimented and eat and like work out first thing in the morning. Um, so having like maybe a little like fruit smoothie or something or a piece of fruit and some like even yogurt or something lighter like that would really help just, you know, give them enough fuel, maybe about like an hour before their workout. So they're not nauseous during it, but also get their body just that quick sugar in the morning, get that. That's what your muscles and your brain loves. It's carbs. It's, it's mm -hmm. true. I swear. And that really helps just fuel that workout. And then after too, just having something, allow yourself to have a, you know, a snack afterwards too. That's okay. But, um, for those, I know some people just are kind of figuring out what works for them in their workout and things. And for some people, it's okay, too. If you really, like, physically can't eat before a workout, you're just like, it's, I would get sick. That's okay, too. The big picture here is how you ate the day before and how you're going to eat the rest of the day. Are you still allowing yourself permission to eat everything, you know, whatever you want that day? Are you still giving yourself that, you know, freedom? You're not restricting anymore because that's the big picture. That's what uh, helps you get to get stronger to, you know, stay healthy is giving yourself that permission to eat your give your body what it needs every day. It's not so much the, the timing and the amount and the, you know, the weight of the food and the calories. It's just fueling your body throughout the whole day and listening to the cues. If you're just like, okay, I can eat before a workout, then definitely have something to give your body that little extra energy and then continue to eat throughout the day. So it's just kind of that, that balance and just the big picture here. I think that's so incredible, like so amazing to pick up on is that like everyone's different. Listen to your body. As long as you are being an intuitive eater, the way that you're moving your body will 
come up and come to fruition through how you're feeling around food, like what types of food you're needing or eating and be curious. Like Brooke and I talk about this all the time, like get curious about what works for you. Uh Oh, it said my recording has stopped. This happened last time. So, all right, you guys, sorry about that little interruption there, but to pick up from where I was saying was to give yourself the permission to get curious and try new foods. Like, and I'm sure Sam, you cut, cut me off if you're like, no, this is actually bad advice. But what I think would work is if you're just curious about like what works for you and for your body before a workout, what works for you and your body after a workout typically and start from there as a jumping off point and then make minor modifications and just keep note, no guilt, no shame, no feeling of you failed or got it wrong. But hey, I wonder what would happen if I had two pieces of peanut butter toast before my run instead of one, because it's incredible. This is actually, that's like a real life example for me. I was running and I was getting to the point of like six, seven miles and I just couldn't get past it. And I think a lot of it was mental to be fair, but I changed what I was eating before. I was having one slice of whole grain toast with peanut butter and I switched it to two and I all of a sudden like broke through this barrier of like oh I can do more and whether or not that was mental or like physically nutritionally it didn't matter you know it's getting curious it's trying new things and seeing how your body responds right like I feel like that makes sense yeah definitely Sam I I wanted to ask you um so I feel like so many women especially under eat and when, so they're training, they're working out, they're under eating. Can you just talk a little bit about what under eating will do to your workout? Um, how you'll feel during and after your workout when you're either eating low carb or you're not eating just enough calories in general, because I, I recently had a, a woman reach out who I think was in high school maybe and said, I'm an, I'm an athlete. I'm doing all this training. Um, I'm only eating 1200 calories a day. Is that fine? And I was like, oh man, you're like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but if you can just talk about that, cause that's something that we hear all the time from people is like, I'm only going to eat 1200 calories a day or 1400 calories a day. And I'm going to work out hard and I'll be healthy. And I just, I know what that's, I've done it. I've done it. And I know what I, what, what it's done to my workouts. And I would love to hear, um, what you've seen with other women who are trying to pursue, you know, working out and getting stronger and then under fueling themselves. Oh, yeah, that definitely I can relate to that 100% because I was there too. Mm -hmm. I thought that, you know, because I'm five foot three, that I need to eat a certain amount of calories. I don't get to I don't deserve as many calories as somebody else who's taller than me or has a different body than me. I thought like in my head, this is how much calories I deserve as a person, like science aside, calorie tracker and all that stuff aside, like, and that's just a mindset you have to, you have to feel it for yourself. So you have to start with finding like once add like one snack, add one like small little bit of something if you're really hesitant and eat it before or after you work out or a day before, like before bed or something. And if you work out first thing and you'll start to feel the difference because when you go into a workout and you're under fueled, you are not only hangry and cranky, um, but you're tired. Your body does not perform. You can't, maybe if you're trying to lift heavier or run longer or do any sort of like extensive workout, um, or anything really you just don't have that strength anymore just think about like you have to fill your cup every day if your cup is always like at the bottom and there's nothing else to like take out of like what what do you have to work with you have nothing so Mm -hmm. you have you'll feel that difference when you start like I I have clients that we do this too is like getting them to the point where like literally they need double what they've been eating because they're so under eating that I mean honestly I'll have them track to start off with in the first like couple weeks and so they can 
track their feelings and their energy levels too, how they're sleeping, digestion, cycle. Sometimes women don't realize that like you can lose your cycle mm-hmm. in this too. Like that, yes. that's a sign. And it was, I know it's being talked about more and more, but just to say it again, like that's a sign too that you're not letting your body have enough food and over exercise so taking those like baby steps forward and let yourself eat more and more because usually the biggest thing is like I'm afraid of gaining weight and that's Mm. totally understandable I know what that's like and how that feels and I'm not here to tell you that like this is you know this will never never like bounce back at you gaining weight that's beside the point the point is like you need to do this for you every day to feel your best to give your body the best chance to get healthier and to feel Mm. healthier and to feel better and you'll once you feel the difference you'll be like wow i can yeah. actually eat more and get stronger and look you know yes. and like look like a happy person when you're working out you're not like miserable like struggling like yes. like <laughs> i was like i was there i was the one like in the bathroom or like sitting down while everyone's working out because i couldn't move because my body was just exhausted and like mm-hmm. you deserve right. to have that that energy and that, and feel good about like your food choices so you like i know i deserve this amount of calories like to say that like that is that's what's like mm-hmm. great about, you know, helping women to go from under eating to like eating enough and realizing that there's such a difference in how you feel hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and I think, and it's so liberating, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Well, and can you just talk to you about like what people come to you with and then kind of what their progression looks like afterwards? So like, what does their strength look like? What does their energy look like? What, what are they saying? Um, I know that the big fear is gaining weight, but honestly, like when you're seeing clients and they start to even double their calories and get stronger, like, are they truly gaining a ton of weight? I mean, can you just touch on like what they actually see? Like, what are their overall results after working with you and, you know, training and, and what does that look like? Did all of their fears come true and touch on that a little bit? Yeah. So exactly what they start with, like you said, Brooke, it's like, they're afraid of, you know, they're, they thought they're the happiest at this weight and they're, this is where they're going to be, mm-hmm. they, they're stuck at. And I tell them at the beginning that depends, you know, where they're at. It's just like, you need to put weight loss off to the side. We're not, that's not the main focus here. That's not where most of our energy is and not what we're, we're focusing on in our, in your, in your day-to-day life. We're going to focus on what makes you feel good and work on eating more, um, how that feels. Allow yourself to, you know, break some food rules. If it's like, I can't, you know, eat before, um, my workout or if I, I can't eat after seven o'clock, you know, I'm hungry or whatever the, the food rolls and, and continue to break that. I tell them at the beginning too, you're going to put that scale away. Like you're not bringing that out. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not measuring that. That's no longer a measurement of success in my book. So we put that off to the side with the awesome. calorie trackers, like unless they really need to focus on using that to get to like a a comfort zone with eating it's not so like like it's it's a tool right but it's not like the all mend all be all it eventually mm-hmm. it goes away mm-hmm. and they get comfortable with that but it's learning that in this process what really matters is how you feel and what really matters is how you're able to lift or perform in the gym or run you know maybe a little bit faster or keep up with um the class or maybe if it's just like i have enough energy to play with my kids like after I worked out and did all the things, I'm not going home crank, like cranky and hungry and tired and can't do anything else. Like you have more energy to do other things in your life and, and be more flexible and have more like, have a more of a social life and, and have more to do and then not like, you know, crash and burn, just kind of a thing. So it's like, 
there's a, what you can accomplish in the gym. So maybe it's lifting more, doing your first pull up, your, your first push up, you know, um, lifting heavier, running faster, whatever it is, but it's also more than that too. So it's kind of just like they realize that that whole picture in front of them was like, I want to look like this person on Instagram. It's like, actually, they're like, there's so much more behind all of that. than when you put that photo off to the side of that, that gold weight or that gold body off the side, you realize that there's so much more that you gain when you stop focusing on that small little thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love your approach seems so nuanced and so like specific to the person, mm-hmm. right? Like every person's going to be different. They're going to respond differently to some of the tools and techniques we use as dietitians. Like this is why working with a professional on your intuitive eating journey and your exercise journey or whatever you're working on is so, so crucial because we can take blanket information from a podcast or from Instagram and try to apply it and fit it into our life where it doesn't fit, right? Like, so what you're saying, like, okay, I do have them track their food at first. So this is something Brooke and I have like talked about how we don't believe in tracking food, right? So what you're saying is you're using this as a tool for them to look at their food and actually kind of come face to face with it and say, you're not eating enough. Like, no wonder you're not able to finish your workout. No wonder you're going home cranky, hungry, tired, whatever. Like, this is actually where that kind of tracking tool is beneficial. When you have a professional with you who's monitoring you for like a mental, obviously, like if this is triggering you in some way of becoming a disordered eating or making things worse, like, of course, Sam's going to be looking out for that. But it can be actually a very effective tool to stare it right in the face and say, well, of course, I don't eat breakfast, I intermittent fast, and then I eat a tiny salad, and I don't eat anything until 8pm when all of a sudden the hunger falls in and all I can eat is Oreos. Like, of course, my body's not going to perform, you know? So I I actually love that you shared that with because it's so important to express to people who are listening that intuitive eating is not, here are the rules, follow them. Intuitive eating is so nuanced, and it's actually tuning into your body and using different tools to pay attention. So I'd love that. I also wanted to touch on something too that you kind of mentioned is this idea of focusing on your body and wanting to look like someone you saw on Instagram or hitting a certain number on the scale and how actually like, and this is one of your posts that I feel like went crazy viral that I definitely saw all over the place. It was amazing. But that bad body image isn't cured by weight loss. It's actually cured by self-care and respect, right? Like that post blew people's minds because you do, we get in this diet culture rut of thinking, well, if I was just smaller, I wouldn't have these problems. Eh, totally incorrect. People who lose weight still have the same problems. Their problems did not magically disappear and their self-worth and body image issues didn't go away. I know it may look like it from the outside, but I can tell you from personal experience, I can tell you from experience of people we've worked with, this does not go away. Can you speak a little bit more to that and how you kind of work through that in your practice? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is based on my own like personal experience and just like an eye-opening thing for me and it's so true it's people can tell you you look a certain way people can say wow you have a great body comment on your weight whatever and like you are so good but it doesn't matter unless you believe it yourself it doesn't matter what any external validation is or anything anybody else says to you if you don't believe it yourself it doesn't matter so it's learning how to make that like you matter to yourself how do you how do you want to show up as yourself every day how do you want to do things out of your self-care yeah you need to focus on things like if am i eating enough am i you know treating my body with respect am i constantly like talking negatively about myself and not giving my body what it needs and 
feel wise, like food, the nourishment, am I, you know, doing behaviors and just things that are going to hurt my body more. And that, that's like over exercise or just not giving yourself enough sleep, uh, too much stress. There's just all these other things that are going on and you have to like take a second back and like, what would make you happy? What let's talk about your body. What about your body? Like, what are some things, some tools we can use to help you see your body in a different light right now, as you are, you don't need to be whoever else you want to be or what look like anybody else. Cause it needs to be you right now in this moment and trying to get to that realization is what is the most powerful part of like the whole self-acceptance, self-love movement. And it's not a linear pathway by any means. It's not this, do this, 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 and this. Like you said, there's no set of rules. It's definitely individualized and it takes time, but it is possible. You do not need anybody else's approval. Anyone else's like, like standards, it just, it's all about how you see yourself and just changing that lens for yourself is what that transformation is all about. I love that. That's so, that's so powerful because think of all the people out there who are in a small body and they're getting praised and they still are like, I don't feel good at all. I'm fat. I, I struggle. And then think of all the people out there who are maybe in a larger body in society is telling them that they're not healthy and they're ugly and they're fat. And they're like, screw you. Like Lizzo, we talked about her. She's amazing, but like, what a great um, role model. She's like, screw you. I can, I can bike. I can do this. And I'm in a bigger body, but I don't care. I love myself. I know I look good. And like, so it's just crazy that there's such a shift and it's like, it doesn't matter how you look, you can view your body in a really positive way or a really negative way in any size. And so exactly what you said, it's a mindset shift and it's, it's a lot of mindset work and it's kind of crazy because as dietitians, people just assume that all we care about is like nutrition and vitamins and minerals. And it's like this intuitive eating is so not even, I mean, nutrition is a part of it, but and exercise is a part of it, but the mindset stuff is so important to get through first. Like you really can't move past that until you hit the mindset, mindset shift first. That was, that was oh, really yeah. good. I love that post. <laughs> oh, Sam, that was so good. Yeah, that post. I mean, it, it went crazy, right? Don't yeah. you feel like? It was I crazy. feel like it went crazy. <laughs> I saw it everywhere it, for good reason. For good reason. It was a good kind of eye-opening thing. But Sam, thank you so much for coming on today. This was such an incredible conversation. It's a conversation that is needed to be happening on our podcast and everywhere with intuitive eating and working out. Sometimes I think intuitive eating dietitians or people are so afraid of acting like it's okay to make fitness goals. It's okay to get stronger. It's okay to push yourself in the gym. It's also okay to rest. It's okay. You know, fitness can be just as intuitive as eating is. So, or what we want you to have. So um, thank you so much for coming on. I do want you to let the people know where to find you. You've got such great information. And like we talked about this, like really nuanced approach that you're going to be able to take with them. So I want them to know where can they find you? How can they work with you? Let us know. Yeah, of course. Thank you again for having me. I'm so excited that we got to, to talk about this. Um, but as um, I'm on Instagram, so you can find me there at Nourish Slip Repeat. And as we said earlier, it's like, it kind of comes down to that individual's goal and like how they're ready. So I'm always open for conversations with people and just to hop on a quick call and do like a discovery call. That's the link in my bio is attached to my discovery call where we can chat more about what's going on and see, you know, where you're at and like how we can get you to that point where you can feel that, that peace with your body and around exercise and food and have that freedom. 
um, to live your life and not feel so, you know, wrapped up in diet culture and have to do all the things. So even just having a conversation with me, just uh, reach out to me or just click the link in my bio and we can, we can chat some more over the phone. Yeah. Awesome. And I'll put all those links down in our show notes as well to her Instagram and to her discovery call. If you want to book that as well, you're Mm -hmm. awesome. Thank you, Sam. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, we will be back here next week with a brand new episode. Mm -hmm. See you later. Thank you.